Fiscal Update is a compilation of brief news articles published by the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency throughout each month. The articles cover actions taken at meetings of state boards and commissions, news releases from state agencies, updates on the status of the state budget, reports on audits of state and local government, and other items of interest to legislators and their constituents. If you would like to receive email notifications when individual Fiscal Update articles are published, please go to www.legis.iowa.gov slash subscribe. Or you can follow us on Twitter at Iowa LSA. To view all charts and graphs coinciding with these reports, please go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab at the top and then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Under Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and search for a particular report. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 2nd, 2019. State Board of Education, November 2019. The State Board of Education met on November 20th, 2019 in Des Moines. The meeting opened with the board recognizing Board President Brooke Axiotis being named chairperson of the National Association of State Boards and Education, or NASBE. Nicole Proish, Legal Counsel for the Department of Education, DE, was also recognized for receiving the Doug Bates Distinguished Service Award from the National Council of State Education Attorneys, or NCOSEA, Extracurricular Interscholastic Competition Rules. The board approved giving public notice for proposed rule changes regarding extracurricular activities. Currently, a student may serve a 30-day period of ineligibility for a sport activity and a second ineligibility period for another extracurricular activity, often called, quote, double jeopardy. Under the proposed rule change, one 30-day period of ineligibility for one activity would be served and multiple periods of ineligibility for a failing grade would be eliminated. An additional proposed rule change would allow the state sports associations to establish a summer period of up to 14 calendar days when coaches would not be allowed to have contact with students. Seclusion and Restraint Rules The board received public comment from Daniel Zeno, Policy Director for the American Civil Liberties Union, ACLU of Iowa, about concerns for the proposed new rules on seclusion and restraint. The board also received a summary of the work with stakeholders and the feedback and public comments received at six regional meetings that were held statewide. Although there is consensus on a large majority of the proposed new rules, three areas of disagreement remain. The use of, quote, bodily injury, end quote, versus, quote, serious physical injury, end quote, to determine when safety precautions should be taken, timing requirements for parent notification, and implementation time frame of new rules. The board also discussed training and collection of data on actual usage of seclusion rooms. The board approved giving public notice for proposed rule changes and a public hearing is scheduled for January 7, 2020, where additional public input can be received. Iowa Community Colleges, Jeremy Varner, 
administrator for the Division of Community Colleges and Workforce Preparation, gave a presentation to the board on highlights of 2019 fall enrollment for Iowa Community Colleges. He also provided an update on the last dollar scholarship program, including 5,800 students being awarded a scholarship for an average of $1,100 per student. He noted a 3.2% increase in enrollment in high-demand occupation programs. Educator Preparation The 2019 report on the state of educator preparation in Iowa was presented to the board. The report includes information on the diversity of new teacher candidates admitted to teacher preparation programs, declines in the number of enrolled teacher candidates, declines in the number of teacher program completers, and endorsements earned for specific teaching areas including teacher shortage areas. Davenport Community School District. Davenport Community School District was placed on conditional accreditation in May 2019. An update was provided of the district's continued progress toward meeting all conditions of its accreditation. Superintendent Robert Kabolski spoke about a refocus on school safety and implementation of a violence and crisis intervention action plan. An update was also provided on the district's October appearance before the school budget Review Commission, SBRC. The SBRC received the district's progress report on its corrective action plan and denied the request for a modified supplement amount of $11.9 million for the 2017-2018 school year. The district is scheduled to present before the SBRC again in December to discuss its review of programs, and it then will present an updated corrective action plan at a special hearing before the SBRC in January. Diagonal Community School District. Diagonal Community School District has been working to address citations and corrective actions issued by the DE to maintain accreditation. Disability accessibility is nearly complete and work is progressing in the preschool area. Meeting offer and teach requirements continues to be a concern and the DE recommends exploring whole grade sharing with nearby school district Mount Air as a possible solution. The DE recommended and the board approved granting continued accreditation with intensive monthly monitoring. Iowa Statewide Assessment. The new Iowa Statewide Assessment of Student Progress, ISASP, was administered in spring 2019 and the board approved the proficiency scoring in September. Assessment results have now been shared with school districts along with additional reporting resources. Each school district will have its own plan for releasing results to students and families. Feedback on the new assessment is being received and a peer review process will be completed with improvements to be in place before the next testing period, which will be March 16, 2020 to May 15, 2020. With the new online testing, school districts will have assessment results within 10 days. The next meeting of the State Board of Education is scheduled for Thursday, January 23, 2020. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Laura Vargason, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2249. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 3, 2019. Executive Council Meeting, November 25, 2019. The Executive Council met on Monday, November 25, 2019. The following are highlighted 
highlighted agenda items approved by the council. The council approved a request from the Attorney General's Office for the payment of expenses related to the hiring of an hourly part-time assistant Attorney General to handle criminal offenses committed by non-natives against non-natives or without a victim within the Sac and Fox Indian Settlement in Tama County pursuant to Iowa Code Section 7D.10. Expenses incurred would be reimbursed from the general fund on a quarterly basis as approved by the council. The council approved a lease between the Department of Natural Resources, DNR, and Walter Marine Enterprises from November 1, 2019 through October 31st, 2024, in the amount of $1,200 annually. The council approved two supplemental emergency allocations of approximately $700, including one supplemental emergency allocation for the Iowa Communications Network for repair costs associated with cable damage due to excessive erosion sustained in May 2019 at North Creek Crossing in Adair County. The total allocation to the Iowa Communications Network for this purpose to date is $16,000. The council approved approximately $45,000 in emergency allocations, including a request for approximately $30,000 from the Iowa Communications Network for repair costs associated with cable damage due to excessive erosion sustained in September 2019 in Madison County. The council approved approximately $7,500 in cost items, including a payment of $3,800 from the Attorney General's Office Forfeiture Fund for Special Counsel for the Criminal Appeals Division of the Iowa Attorney General's Office. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Angel Banks Adams, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6301. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 4, 2019. Fiscal Year 2021 Judicial Branch Request, Justice System Appropriations Subcommittee. Fiscal Year 2020 Request, the Judicial Branch is requesting requesting a total of $191.8 million from the general fund, an increase of $7.2 million compared to estimated fiscal year 2020, as presented in the table that accompanies this fiscal update. Under Iowa Code Section 602.1301, the judicial branch is required to submit its budget request to the General Assembly by December 1st. The other fiscal year 2021 department requests for the Justice System Appropriations Budget are outlined in an earlier fiscal update article. Judicial Branch. The Judicial Branch is requesting increases from the general fund totaling approximately $7.2 million, including $900,000 for the 17 full-time equivalent FTE positions required for the clerk of court offices to be staffed at the recommended level of 2.5 FTE positions per courthouse, $3.6 million for a 3.1% salary increase for all non-contract and contract employees, $900,000 for a 2.1% salary increase for all judges and magistrates, $1.5 million to hire four additional district associate judges and 12 staff, court reporters, judicial specialists, staff attorney, law clerks, and administrative assistant to address the increasing workload and provide more timely resolution of disputes, and $250,000 for the jury and witness revolving fund to meet 
administrative needs associated with interpreting services and to add a full-time language access coordinator position. The LSA staff contacts for this fiscal update are Laura Book, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-205-9275 and Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst 2 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-250-0458. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 6, 2019. State Appeal Board Meeting, December 2019. The State Appeal Board met on December 2, 2019 at the State Capitol in Des Moines. The Board took the following actions. Approved approximately $28,000 in general claims pursuant to Iowa Code Chapter 25. Approved approximately $8,000 in inter- departmental claims and approved approximately $153,000 and denied $46.3 million in tort claims pursuant to Iowa Code Chapter 669. Settlements. The board approved one judgment and seven settlements totaling approximately $4.7 million from the general fund and $2.1 million from the University of Iowa Physicians Fund. Judgments were for the following cases. Anthony Miano and Nicholas Rowland versus Thomas Miller and Janet Linus. Judgment in favor of the plaintiffs came in the amount of approximately $127,000 as well as approximately $6,700 in attorney fees. Emma Mamudovic versus State of Iowa. This case arose from alleged negligence at the University of Iowa when a University of Iowa vehicle driven by an employee rear-ended the plaintiff. The parties have agreed to settle the lawsuit for $25,000. Marlon Mormon versus Iowa Department of Workforce Development. This case arose from alleged age discrimination. The parties have agreed to settle the lawsuit for $25,000. James Hicks, Jason Hicks, and Mary Hicks versus State of Iowa. This case arose from alleged medical negligence at the University of Iowa hospitals and clinics. The parties have agreed to settle the lawsuit for $500,000 paid by the University of Iowa Physicians Fund. Robert McLaren, Kelly McLaren, and Patricia McLaren as administrator of the estate of Kimberly McLaren versus State of Iowa. This case arose from alleged negligence against the University of Iowa hospitals and clinics. The parties have agreed to settle the lawsuit for $950,000 paid by the University of Iowa Physicians Fund. Joseph Lee Kasky versus State of Iowa. This case arose from alleged medical negligence at the University of Iowa hospitals and clinics. The parties have agreed to settle the lawsuit for $1.2 million, paid half by the University of Iowa Physicians Fund and half by the State of Iowa General Fund. Jody Kathleen Reese, Lauren Eve Niemance, and Lynn Reese Niemance versus State of Iowa. This case arose from an alleged personal injury sustained while staying at a rental cabin in Blackhawk State Park. The parties have agreed to settle the lawsuit for $3 million and Lofton et al. versus State of Iowa and Kenneth Kerr. This case arose from various tort claims against the Department of Revenue. The parties have agreed to settle the lawsuit for $900,000. The next regular meeting of the State Appeal Board is scheduled for January 2020 at the State Capitol in Des Moines. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Chris Huben, Legislative Analyst with Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515 725 
2520134. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 11th, 2019. State Soil Conservation and Water Quality Committee Meeting, December 2019. The State Soil Conservation and Water Quality Committee met on December 5th, 2019 in Des Moines. Chairperson Paula Ellis called the meeting to order. Field Services to assist soil conservation and water quality districts in updating their conservation plans, the Conservation Districts of Iowa, CDI, hired five new employees. This includes four planning coordinators and one communications coordinator. The Department of Agriculture and Land Stewardship, DALS, has hired several conservation assistants to work in the Conservation District offices, and there is only one office remaining that is sharing a conservation assistant employee. Two new conservation assistants were hired for Kosuth and Bremer counties. Water resources. There are 23 agriculture drainage wells open and the water resources staff has developed a priority schedule for closing the wells. The DALS submitted a budget request for $1.9 million for fiscal year 2021 and estimates this amount and the current funds available will cover the cost of closing the remaining wells. Water Quality Initiative A number of updates relating to Water Quality Initiative, or WQI, were provided by Susan Kozak, Division Director of the Soil Conservation Division, and included. The department is working with the Federal Natural Resources Conservation Service, NRCS, to secure additional funding for the Mississippi River Basin Initiative, which is part of the Regional Conservation Partnership Program, or RCPP. The sign-up for statewide cover crops is almost closed. Over $6 million has been obligated for payments to farmers planting cover crops. A new cooperative agreement with the Federal Environmental Protection Agency, EPA's Gulf of Mexico program was approved and the department will receive $1.2 million from the EPA. The agreement includes development of six water quality wetlands in the middle Cedar Watershed. Applications are being received until December 6, 2019 for urban WQI projects. The projects will be approved and announced prior to April 1, 2020. And there were seven applications approved for the farm demonstration projects funded by the WQI for fiscal year 2020. The anticipated start date is January 1, 2020. Department of Natural Resources. Steve Hopkins, Department of Natural Resources, DNR, reported that a new grade stabilization project has been completed at Easter Lake Watershed in Des Moines. The project was a partnership between the DNR and Polk County. The project includes a step pool design that was developed from the Iowa River Restoration Toolbox. The Iowa River Restoration Toolbox was developed by the DNR to assist with stream stabilization and restoration projects and incorporates natural materials such as logs, rocks, and live plantings into the design. Natural Resources Conservation Service. Kurt Simon, state conservationist, of the Iowa NRCS reported that the new enrollment date for the Federal Conservation Reserve Program will be announced within the next few days. Mr. Simon also reported that the Iowa NRCS received $36 million in funding for the Emergency Watershed Protection Program floodplain easement. The program is designed to restore land to the natural condition, including permanent easements on floodplain land. There were 393 farms that cover 40,000 acres that applied for funding this year. 
and the applications will be evaluated and ranked to see which farms receive funding. The next meeting will be on January 2nd, 2020. Additional information is available at the State Soil Conservation and Water Quality Committee website. The LSA staff contacts for this fiscal update are Deb Kozell, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6767 and Rodrigo Acevedo, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6764. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 11, 2019, Iowa Law Enforcement Academy Meeting, December 2019. The Iowa Law Enforcement Academy, ILEA Council, met at the temporary ILEA headquarters at 5000 West Town Parkway, West Des Moines on December 5, 2019. The minutes from the last regular meeting were approved as well as the items for the consent agenda. Contested Case Hearing The Council entered into a contested case hearing regarding the decertification of former Cedar Rapids police officer Nathan Bond, who was charged with lying during an internal investigation after a traffic stop in April 2017. Bond was terminated from the Cedar Rapids Police Department in September 2017 and decertified shortly thereafter. At the December 2019 ILEA meeting, Bond asked the council to appeal the decertification decision. The council voted to uphold Bond's decertification after returning from a closed session deliberation. Waivers and extensions. The council granted three waivers relating to its administrative rules, including providing a 90-day extension for a Mount Vernon reserve officer who completed all necessary training modules but due to several extenuating circumstances was unable to complete the final testing associated with these modules. Director's Report. ILEA Director Judy Bradshaw reported on several items. Academy Graduations. The Academy will host basic Academy graduation ceremonies at Valley Church in West Des Moines on December 13, 2019 at 11 a.m. for the 288th Academy and at 2 p.m. for the 289th Academy. Personnel Updates. Director Bradshaw introduced the Council to Phil Cross, the Jailer Instructor Coordinator, who has begun employment at the Academy. Director Bradshaw told the Council that a formal offer has been made to an individual with regard to the open e-learning instructor position. Due to internal restructuring changes and retirements, the Academy also plans to fill an additional administrative position. Director Bradshaw stated that 97 applicants have applied for this position. Building update. Director Bradshaw also provided the council with an update on the status of the academy building remodel following incidents of flooding and carbon monoxide poisoning at the building in fall 2018. Construction continues at the building site. Director Bradshaw shared that the internal electrical wiring and window framing has been completed at the site of the new academy dormitory, which will feature an increased housing capacity from 105 to 120 cadets. 
Construction also continues in the kitchen and dining areas of the academy with administrative offices remaining as the last area to be updated. According to Director Bradshaw, all renovation and construction is expected to be completed in April 2020. The next council meeting is scheduled for 9 a.m. on February 6, 2020 at 5000 West Town Parkway, Suite 300, Room 308 in West Des Moines. For additional information, visit ileatraining.org. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst 2 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-250-0458. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 11, 2019. Executive Council Meeting, December 9, 2019. The Executive Council met on Monday, December 9, 2019. The following are highlighted agenda items approved by the Council. The Council approved a request from the Attorney General's Office for the payment of expenses pursuant to Iowa Code Section 7D.10 in the amount of approximately $21,000. The Council approved a request from the Attorney General's Office to retain Ryan Clark of Patterson Law Firm, LLP, at a rate of $140 per hour as outside counsel pursuant to Iowa Code Section 13.3 subsection 1 in Dina Nelson v. Glenwood Resource Center, State of Iowa, and Second Injury Fund of Iowa. The council approved two leases and an amendment to an existing lease. Lesser Agrax Incorporated sold leased property to Cargill Incorporated. The lease agreement is now with Cargill Incorporated. The council approved a lease between the Department of Natural Resources, DNR, and SCF Fleeting LLC for property located in Scott County. The lease shall be for a barge repair facility for an annual fee of approximately $6,800. The council approved a lease between the DNR and Guardian Holdings LLC for property located in Scott County. The lease shall be for commercial use for an annual fee of $300. The council also approved a total of approximately $700 in cost items for legal services. Additional information is available from the Legislative Services Agency upon request. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Chris Eubin, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-0134. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 12, 2019. Future Ready Iowa Skilled Workforce Last Dollar Scholarship Awards for fall 2019. Scholarships awarded. The College Student Aid Commission reports that the Future Ready Iowa Skilled Workforce Last Dollar Scholarships have been awarded for fall 2019. A total of 6,041 students have received awards totaling $6.8 million. The students are enrolled at Iowa's 15 community colleges and two private nonprofit two-year colleges. Scholarship Program. The scholarship program was created in 2018 as part of the Future Ready Iowa initiative but did not receive funding until fiscal year 2020. The program provides financial aid to students attending community colleges or accredited private nonprofit institutions. Students must be enrolled in programs of study that lead to a post-secondary credential up to and including an associate degree aligned with a high-demand job as designated by Iowa Workforce Development or the community colleges. 
The scholarship is available to new high school graduates who enroll in a qualified program of study full-time for the fall semester immediately following high school graduation and to adult learners age 20 or older enrolled in a qualified program full or part-time. Students must apply for all other available state and federal grants and scholarships. Fiscal Year 2020 Awards Statistics. The Commission reports that 21.2% of the awards went to recent high school graduates, totaling $2.2 million. The remaining 78.8% went to adult learners, totaling $4.7 million. Of the total dollars awarded, 76.2% went to students pursuing credentials aligned with high-demand jobs as designated by the state through Iowa Workforce Development. The remaining portion went toward credentials aligned with occupation patients designated regionally by the community colleges. Program Policy Amendments The Commission, with approval of Governor Kim Reynolds, has submitted proposed amendments to Iowa Code Section 261.131, which establishes the Last Dollar Scholarship Program. The amendments would address issues related to eligibility for the scholarship, specifically for recent high school graduates who are unable to begin the required program of study by the fall semester after graduation. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst, with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 12, 2019. Board of Regents approves public-private partnership agreement for University of Iowa utility system. Contract approval. At a special meeting on December 10, 2019, the Board of Regents approved a proposed 50-year public-private partnership or P3 agreement regarding the utility system on the University of Iowa UI campus. At the beginning of the meeting, Governor Kim Reynolds addressed the board, expressing her approval for the proposal. Under the agreement, two European companies, NG, a global energy services company, and Meridium Energy, an equity investor, have formed a new entity as UI Energy Collaborative Holdings, LLC that will partner with the University of Iowa to operate the campus utility system. The university will continue to own the utility system and to pay utility system employee salaries and benefits as well as other costs of operation. On December 3rd, UI President Bruce Harold and his staff conducted an online webinar about the proposed agreement. President Harold used a portion of the webinar materials in his presentation to the board prior to approval. Amount received by the university. The collaborative will give the university an upfront payment of $1.165 billion, which will be used as follows. Approximately $153 million will be used to pay off existing utility bonds. Approximately $13 million will be used to pay consulting fees incurred by the university in developing the agreement. And approximately $999 million will be invested in a new 501c3 endowment, the principal of which will be maintained, but the earnings used to cover utility costs and strategic plan initiatives. Amounts paid by the university. The university will pay the collaborative an annual concessionaire fee as well as paying for annual campus utility costs. 
concessionaire fee. The annual concessionaire payment is estimated to be $60.2 million in fiscal year 2022 and consists of the following. A fixed fee which will be $35 million annually for the first five years and will increase by 1.5% annually thereafter. Operations and maintenance costs which include employee salaries and benefits and are estimated to total $21.4 million in fiscal year 2022. Under the agreement, currently university employees associated with the utility system will be offered positions with the collaborative. President Bruce Harold stressed that by having the university continue to pay the salaries and benefits, there is no incentive for the new operator to reduce the workforce and capital expenditures, which are estimated to be $3.8 million in fiscal year 2022. Annual utility costs. Currently, the university bills campus utility users $99.5 million annually and uses the funds to operate the system. The university's current utility costs total approximately $98 million, which includes fuel and electricity, operational expenses of both the power and water plants, debt service, sewer, fire, and refuse, removal services, energy control and environmental compliance, and annual insurance and auditing costs. The university plans to continue to bill users for their use of utility services and estimates ongoing utility costs to be paid by the university in fiscal year 2022 at $45.9 million. Assuming estimated fiscal year 2022 revenue from campus utility users of $99.5 million, the concessionaire payment due to the collaborative of $60.2 million in annual utility costs paid by the university of $45.9 million, the university estimates it will need to use $6.7 million from the endowment to make up the difference. Management of the endowment. The 501c3 endowment will be managed by a three-member board consisting of a board of regents appointee, a faculty senate appointee, and the university's senior vice president for finance and operations. The P3 board will meet quarterly to review the operation of the fund, manage the investments, and determine the yearly allocation to the university. Funding strategic plan initiatives. The university plans to use $15 million annually from interest on the endowment to fund one-time grants that will implement efforts in support of the university's strategic plan to increase retention and graduation rates, provide additional support for first-generation students, improve students' time to degree and reduce student debt, create additional undergraduate research opportunities, increase outreach and engagement across the state, and invest in research facilities and grant applications. Proposals for grants will be submitted to the university's existing budgeting process, beginning with the Path Forward work groups, subject area experts who will review all the proposals and move them on to the Path Forward Steering Committee. The committee will determine what proposals move onto the Budget Review Board for final selection and funding. Additional information, a video of the full Board of Regents meeting as well as agenda items, the P3 agreement, documents that were part of the request for proposals, correspondence with Governor Reynolds, and a list of bids submitted are available on the board's website. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst 
with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 13, 2019. Revised General Fund Budget, December 2019. Revised Revenue Estimates. The Revenue Estimating Conference, REC, met on December 12, 2019 and revised the General Fund Revenue Estimates for Fiscal Year 2020 and Fiscal Year 2021. The REC agreed to a Fiscal Year 2020 estimate of $8.015 billion, an increase of $155.8 million, 2%, compared to actual Fiscal Year 2019. The Fiscal Year 2021 estimate reflects an increase of $234.4 million, or 2.9%, compared to the Fiscal Year 2020 estimate. Fiscal Year 2019 and Fiscal Year 2020 Budget Update. Figure 1 that accompanies this Fiscal Update compares the general fund budget estimates for fiscal year 2019 and fiscal year 2020 at the close of the 2019 legislative session to the actual fiscal year 2019 numbers and the fiscal year 2020 budget that includes the revised REC estimate. The fiscal year 2019 general fund budget ended the fiscal year with a $289.3 million balance, which was $123.2 million more than the previous estimate of $166.1 million. Net receipts ended the fiscal year at $7.859 billion, which was $125.5 million, or 1.6% more than the estimate used at the close of the 2019 legislative session. Net appropriations ended the fiscal year $2.3 million, or 0.03% higher than estimated due to small changes in standing appropriation adjustments and reversions. The increase in the fiscal year 2019 general fund surplus results in an estimated $195.6 million being carried forward into fiscal year 2020, increasing the total estimated funds available to $8.210 billion. This is an increase of $294.4 million or 3.6% compared to the total funds available for fiscal year 2020, estimated at the close of the 2019 legislative session. During the 2019 legislative session, appropriations totaling $7.644 billion were enacted for fiscal year 2020. For estimating purposes, two adjustments were made to the fiscal year 2020 appropriations. These include a reduction of $5.6 million to the estimated state school aid appropriation due to an increase in property valuations that are part of the school aid formula and changes in the estimate associated with the concurrent enrollment provisions enacted in the 2019 legislative session and an increase of $106.6 million for a Medicaid supplemental appropriation that the Department of Human Services is requesting to cover increased costs of the program not covered by the general fund appropriation. The revised fiscal year 2020 surplus is estimated at $470.5 million, which is $193.4 million more than previously estimated. Fiscal year 2021 budget projection. The Legislative Services Agency LSA budget projection for fiscal year 2021, shown in figure two that accompanies this fiscal update, provides a preliminary analysis of the condition of the general fund budget for the next fiscal year. The estimates that comprise the fiscal year 2021 projection are based on the following factors and assumptions. 
the fiscal year 2021 REC revenue estimate of $8.249 billion set on December 12, 2019. The REC estimate is based on tax laws and other revenue policies in place at the time the estimate is adopted. This estimate is included in the calculation of the fiscal year 2021 expenditure limitation. A carry-forward balance of $237.3 million from the revised fiscal year 2020 general fund surplus after the estimated reserve fund and taxpayer relief fund requirements are met. The expenditure limitation for fiscal year 2021 is estimated to be $8.404 billion. The enacted appropriations from fiscal year 2020, $7.644 billion, are used as the baseline for fiscal year 2021 appropriations. The LSA's estimated net built-in and anticipated expenditure changes for fiscal year 2021 total $336.7 million. Figure 3 that accompanies this fiscal update summarizes the fiscal year 2021 built-in and anticipated expenditures. The estimate reflects the incremental increases above the baseline appropriation. Reversions are estimated to total $5 million. Reversions are appropriated funds that remain unexpended at the close of the fiscal year and are deposited back in the general fund. Figure 2 that accompanies this fiscal update article shows the projected general fund budget for fiscal year 2021 based on the above assumptions. The projected appropriations, which total $7.980 billion, are $423.4 million below the estimated expenditure limitation. The fiscal year 2021 general fund surplus is projected to total $510.9 million. Reserve funds. The balances in the state's two reserve funds, figure four that accompanies this fiscal update, are projected to be at the statutory maximum for both fiscal year 2020 and fiscal year 2021. For fiscal year 2020, the combined balances are estimated at $783.9 million and are projected to increase to $824.9 million in fiscal year 2021. Tax Payer Relief Fund. Based on the current REC estimates and budget assumptions for fiscal year 2020, it is estimated that the Taxpayer Relief Fund will have a balance of $73.5 million in fiscal year 2020 and $249 million in fiscal year 2021, as shown in Figure 5 that accompanies this fiscal update article. This includes a general fund surplus transfer of $60 million during fiscal year 2020 and an estimated transfer of $175.5 million in fiscal year 2021. The following factors determine how much of the general fund surplus can be transferred to the taxpayer relief fund, the size of the general fund surplus of the previous fiscal year, whether the balances in the cash reserve fund and the economic emergency fund are at the statutory maximum, which is a combined 10% of the adjusted revenue estimate. After both reserve funds are at the statutory maximum, a portion of the remaining surplus dollars is available for deposit in the taxpayer relief fund, but the amount is limited as follows. 
beginning in fiscal year 2021 if the actual net general fund revenues for the previous fiscal year are greater than the adjusted revenue estimate established for the previous fiscal year, the amount of the difference up to $60 million is transferred to the taxpayer relief fund. For example, the amount of the surplus to be transferred in fiscal year 2021 will be limited to the difference between the actual fiscal year 2020 net revenues and the fiscal year 2020 adjusted revenue estimate. The adjusted revenue estimate for fiscal year 2020 is $7.839 billion and was established in the 2019 legislative session. When the adjusted revenue estimate is subtracted from the revised fiscal year 2020 REC estimate of $8.015 billion, the difference is $175.5 million, which is the estimated transfer to the Taxpayer Relief Fund in fiscal year 2021. Prior to fiscal year 2021, the transfer amount was capped at $60 million. The LSA staff contacts for this fiscal update are Dave Reynolds, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6934, and Jennifer Acton, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-7846. To see the charts that accompany this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.io wa.gov. Click on the Publications tab, then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled Revised General Fund Budget, December 2019. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 13, 2019. Revenue Estimating Conference, December 2019. Revenue Estimate Summary. The Revenue Estimating Conference, REC, met on December 12, 2019 and increased the estimated fiscal year 2020 net general fund receipts projection by $48.5 million compared to the fiscal year 2020 REC October estimate. The REC also increased the fiscal year 2021 estimate by $67.2 million compared to the fiscal year 2021 October estimate. Fiscal year 2020. The December REC estimate for fiscal year 2020 net general fund receipts including transfers totals $8.015 billion an increase of $155.8 million, or 2%, compared to actual fiscal year 2019. The estimated changes include increases of 0.1% in gross personal income tax, 5.9% in gross sales and use tax, and 3.2% in gross corporate income tax receipts. The table that accompanies this Fiscal update provides additional detail for the fiscal year 2020 revenue projection. Fiscal year 2021. The estimate for fiscal year 2021 net general fund receipts, including transfers, totals $8.249 billion, an increase of $234.4 million, or 2.9% compared to the fiscal year 2020 estimate. The estimated changes include increases of 1.8% in gross personal income tax, 3.4% in gross sales and use tax, and a decrease of 3.8% in gross corporate income tax receipts. The following table that accompanies this fiscal update provides additional detail for the fiscal year 2021 revenue projection. The next REC meeting has not been scheduled, but will occur in March 2020. 
A detailed spreadsheet of the REC estimates is available on the Legislative Services Agency website. The LSA staff contacts for this fiscal update are Jeff Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-4614, and Kent Ohms, Legislative Analyst 3 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2200. To see the tables that accompany this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab, then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled Revenue Estimating Conference, December 2019. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 13, 2019. Natural Resource Commission, December 2019. Information provided. The Natural Resource Commission met via teleconference on December 12, 2019 with employees from the Department of Natural Resources, DNR, in Des Moines. The following items were reported by DNR staff. Director Kayla Lyon reported the new conservation law enforcement chief would be announced soon. She also stated the governor's budget would be released the first week of the 2020 legislative session, and that the DNR received a $650,000 grant from the Hemsley Foundation. The grant will be used to update Backbone State Park for the 100th anniversary celebration of Iowa State Parks. Resource Enhancement and Protection, or REAP, coordinator Tammy Crossman reported that the REAP assemblies concluded the previous week and that 611 Iowans had attended the meetings. Discussions included the June 30, 2021 sunset date of REAP, REAP funding, and the funding of the Iowa Water and Land Legacy, or IWILL, trust fund. Coordinator Crossman also reported the REAP Congress would be January 4, 2020 at the state capitol in Des Moines. Wildlife Bureau Chief Todd Bishop provided an update on the deer population management hunt in Iowa City. The contractor baited 33 sites in November 2019 and the harvesting of deer began on December 2, 2019. There were 146 deer harvested during nine nights. The DNR is testing the deer for chronic wasting disease, CWD. Chief Bishop also reported that the DNR is working with the Iowa State University Diagnostic Laboratory to expedite the testing for CWD. State Parks Bureau Chief Todd Kofelt reported that 49 state parks will host a New Year's Day walk-in to begin the 2020 state parks celebration. Chief Kofelt also reported that there will be a state parks day at the Capitol on March 25, 2020. Land acquisition. The following land acquisitions were approved. The purchase of 114 acres adjacent to the North Bear Creek Wildlife Management Area WMA in Winnesheek County for $509,000. The land will be used for hunting and trout fishing. The purchase of 224 acres at Tyville Bend WMA in Monona County for $270,000. The land will be used for wildlife habitat development, hunting, and recreational activities. And the purchase of 79 acres at Ringgold WMA in Ringgold County for $315,000. The land will be used to provide public access for hunting and will provide an opportunity to expand quail management. Construction contract. The commission approved a contract with Grimes Asphalt and Paving Corporation to maintain 1.7 miles of road on the western side of Big Creek State Park. The contract costs 
is $434,000 and will be funded with the Parks and Institutional Roads Fund. Water Cost Share Grants. The Commission approved two grants for the Lowhead Dam Public Hazard Program. There was $200,000 available in funding from the Rebuild Iowa Infrastructure Fund, which was granted as follows. Forest City received $75,000 to remove the Pamel Park Lowhead Dam and reconstruct it as a fish passage and navigable Rock Arch Rapids. Mason City received $125,000 to convert the 12th Street Lowhead Dam on the Winnebago River to a large boulder rapids structure for navigation and fish passage. The next meeting will be held on January 22, 2020 in Des Moines. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Deb Kozell, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6767. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 13, 2019. Iowa 911 Communications Council Meeting, December 2019. The Iowa 911 Communications Council met on November 14, 2019 at the Des Moines Parks and Recreation Boardroom in Des Moines. 911 Program Financial Reports and Program Update. Blake DeRoshi, 911 Program Manager, provided the Council with the following updates on the 911 Program and its current financial standing. GIS Grants Update. In November 2019, 11 counties received Geographic Information System GIS grants totaling $84,000. Funding is contingent on verification that the applicant possesses 98% match rates with GIS and 95% match rates with Automatic Location Identifier, ALI. Year-to-date for fiscal year 2020, 54 counties have received GIS funding for a total of $360,000. This level of funding is similar to the level of funding at the same point in fiscal year 2019, where 57 counties had received a total of $390,000 in funding. December 31, 2019 marks the end of the first grant application period. The second grant application period will begin in January 2020, at which time all counties will be eligible to request funding. Personnel update. Mr. DeRoshi introduced Allie Bright, who was recently hired for the position of Program Planner 3 at the Department of Homeland Security and Emergency Management, HSEMD. Ms. Bright will be assisting Mr. DeRoshi in his duties as Administrator of the Iowa 911 Communications Council as he takes on various duties with the HSEMD at the beginning of the 2020 legislative session. 911 Council Travel Public Education and Training Fund. Mr. DeRoshi shared that as of November 14th, the council has approved a total of $52,544.60 to be distributed from the 911 Council Travel, Public Education, and Training Fund. Approximately $100,000 is allocated toward the fund annually. A total of $36,744.04 has been expended this year, and the remaining fund balance totals $1,211.43. At the November 2019 meeting, the Council was reminded that the following two requests for funding remain outstanding. National Emergency Number Association, NENA Spring Conference, $5,000, and Association of Public Safety Communications, or APCO, Post-Spring Conference, $5,000. Additionally, the Council discussed updating internal rules regarding funding, 
travel and education requests. Several suggestions were made with regard to updating the funding mechanism, including updating current internal processes to reflect a 25-75 match program for funding. This process would require individual requesters to commit 25% of the funding request using their own funding, while the council would match the remaining 75% of the funding request. No votes were taken on a proposal, and Council Chairman Rob Rotter suggested that members of the committee continue to research ideas to update existing internal funding processes. Zetron Mission Critical Communications Solution Contract Update. Cody Brink, Zetron Area Sales Manager, discussed Zetron's work in updating the 113 existing public safety answering points, PSAPs, in delivering the next generation 911 NG911 solution to enhance public safety services across the state. The Iowa Department of Homeland Security and Emergency Management awarded Zetron an NG911 contract in December 2017. Zetron provides a call-taking system that offers CAD, 911 mapping, and emergency medical dispatch software in implementing NG911 protocols and systems. Mr. Brink shared that the Iowa Department of Public Safety, located in Des Moines in conjunction with the Johnston Armory, successfully completed the deployment of this technology in December 2019. Statewide Interoperable Communication System, SWIC, Board Update. Chris Mayer's SWIC coordinator provided an update on the board's activities stating that the board is continuing to work with counties across the state to update existing PSAP equipment to improve emergency communication technology. Mr. Mayers shared that the SWIC board continues to provide test calling to individual PSAPs that have recently received updated dispatch equipment. As of December 11, 2019, only 17 of the 113 PSAPs have not been able to participate in the test calling process. Equipment training sessions are scheduled across the state with the next training to take place January 8, 2020 in Hiawatha and January 16, 2020 in Decorah. The next council meeting will be held Tuesday, January 9, 2020 at 9 a.m. at the Des Moines Parks and Recreation Boardroom, 1551 East Martin Luther King Jr. Parkway in Des Moines. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Christine Meckler, Legislative Analyst 2 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-250-0458. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 16, 2019. State Workforce Development Board Meeting, December 2019. The Iowa Workforce Development, IWD Board, held a meeting on December 10, 2019. Highlights included the following. The board received a presentation from Caprice Jones, Executive Director of the Fountain of Youth Program in Dubuque, and the board approved the state strategies for the United State Plan under the Workforce Innovation and Opportunity Act, WIOA. The final plan is scheduled to be submitted March 2, 2020. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 16, 2019. Iowa Great Places, Citizen 
Advisory Board meeting December 2019. The Iowa Great Places Citizen Advisory Board met on December 13, 2019. The board reviewed funding applications for 11 projects from 11 organizations seeking Iowa Great Places grant funding. The board awarded funding totaling $1 million to five projects. There are no funds remaining unencumbered in the Iowa Great Places Program Fund after the awards. The five awards made are as follows. Project, Madison County Conservation Center, applicant, Madison County, award $310,000. Project, even more things to do with a Riverview, applicant, City of Clinton, award $248,000. Project, Uptown Marion Plaza Project, applicant, City of Marion, award $155,000. Project, Schiller Street Corridor Project, Applicant, City of Guttenberg, Award, $248,000. Project, Public Art and Cultural Corridor, Continuation, Adele and Redfield, Applicant, Raccoon River Valley Trail, Award, $39,000, total $1 million. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 16, 2019. Iowa Finance Authority Board Meeting, December 2019. The Iowa Finance Authority, IFA, Board met on December 4, 2019. The Board took the following actions. Authorized the Executive Director, Chief Financial Officer, Chief Programs Officer, and Chief Bond Programs Director to sign documents, instruments, and agreements on behalf of the IFA. Authorized the issuance of bonds in an amount not to exceed $150 million. However, the expected par size of the bond issue is anticipated to be about $100 million. The bond proceeds are to be used to finance new Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, and Government National Mortgage Association, GNMA, mortgage-backed securities from the First Home and Homes for Iowans loan programs and for down payment assistance. The 2020 bonds will be issued within the 1991 single-family indenture. Authorized the use of up to $45 million for the extension of a revolving line of credit to the Idaho Housing and Finance Association. The line of credit will enable Idaho Housing to acquire IFA single-family mortgage loans from participating lenders. Authorized for giving the remaining home program loan balance of $34,000 for a loan that was made to the Creston Plaza Apartments Limited Partnership for construction of a 24-unit project in Creston. The home program is the largest federal block grant for state and local governments that is designed exclusively to create affordable housing. The intent of the home program is to provide decent and affordable housing to lower-income households, expand the capacity of nonprofit housing providers, strengthen the ability of state and local governments to provide housing, and leverage private sector participation authorized the Local Housing Trust Fund Program to award approximately $6.4 million to 27 applicants, awarded a $25,000 State Housing Trust Fund grant to assist in the construction of a home in Waterloo by Iowa Heartland Habitat for Humanity. The funding is made available through the State Housing Trust Fund's Project 
based housing program. The program provides financing for the development of affordable single-family and multifamily housing units. Authorized a grant of up to $100,000 for Habitat for Humanity to support a mobile response team to be trained in disaster preparedness, immediate disaster response, and long-term disaster recovery. This is the second year funding has been awarded and funding will be provided from the multifamily and single-family programs. And authorized the amendment, issuance, and reissuance of a total of $52.1 million of IFA bonds under the Private Activity Bond program for the Fort Des Moines apartment project in Des Moines, the Stonehill Care Center project in Dubuque, and the Interstate Access 6 project in West Des Moines. The IFA Executive Director Debbie Durham advised the board about the sale of the old IFA building. The board received financial reports from the IFA staff. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal update, Fiscal Services Division, December 16, 2019. Enhance Iowa Board Meeting, December 2019. The Enhance Iowa Board met by conference call on December 5, 2019. The board approved a Community Attraction and Tourism, CAT, contract amendment and a contract signing extension and approved proposed administrative rules. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256. Fiscal update, Fiscal Services Division, December 16, 2019. College Student Aid Commission in second year of automated FAFSA or FAFSA reporting. Automated reports launched. During the week of December 9, 2019, counselors at 338 Iowa public high schools received their first reports for the current school year from an automated system designed to keep them informed of which students have not filed the Free Application for Federal Student Aid, or FAFSA, form. Iowa is the only state in the nation to provide this service to high schools, which allows counselors to more easily target assistance to students. The Commission partnered with the Area Education Agency's AEA's Post-Secondary Readiness and Equity Partnership to launch the automated FAFSA report in 2018. Receiving the weekly reports eliminates the need for school counselors to manually retrieve the information, which can lead to significant delays in reaching students needing assistance. In order to receive the reports, high schools must complete an online data responsibility acknowledgement and assign a school data custodian to receive the reports. Form Your Future, an organization focused on assisting students from low-income families and students of color in completing the FAFSA, published an article in February 2019 explaining Iowa's program. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 16, 2019. Career and Technical Education Advisory Council Meeting, December 2019. Council's Second Meeting. The Department of Education's Career and Technical Education, CTE, Advisory Council met on December 12, 2019 in Des Moines to continue the work begun at its first meeting on October 23, 2019. The Council's charge is to provide input and feedback to the Department during 
the development of the state's plan required under the Federal Strengthening Career and Technical Education for the 21st Century Act, commonly referred to as Perkins 5. The Council is reviewing the implementation of state CTE initiatives established in 2016 Iowa Acts Chapter 1108, House File 2392, and considering changes that would improve programming and help meet the requirements of Perkins 5. Under the federal legislation, Iowa receives approximately $12 million annually for secondary and post-secondary CTE programs at public K-12 schools and community colleges. Updates since last meeting. Department staff and consultants reviewed the accountability requirements under Perkins 5 and how CTE is funded by both federal and state dollars. The presenters also highlighted some of the results from small group discussions at the first meeting. The four main areas identified as opportunities for improvement were engagement with business, parents, students, and other community stakeholders, improving career exploration and guidance for middle school students, addressing equity and access issues, improving teacher recruitment and retention. The participants broke into four discussion groups for the remainder of the meeting to discuss the four identified topics and provide additional feedback to facilitators. The next meeting of the CTE Advisory Council will be January 9, 2020. The location will be announced at a later date. The LSA staff contacts for this fiscal update are Robin Madison, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-5270. Laura Vargason, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2249. And Kathy Hanlon, Legal Services Division at 515-281-3847. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 17th, 2019. Water Resources Coordinating Council Meeting, December 2019. The Water Resources Coordinating Council, WRCC, met on December 12, 2019 at the Polk County Extension Office in Altoona. Secretary of Agriculture, Mike Nag called the meeting to order. Department of Natural Resources, DNR. Water Quality Resource Coordinator Adam Schneider's DNR reported that the draft copy of the Iowa 2018 Impaired Waters listing as required by Section 303D of the Federal Clean Water Act was submitted to the Federal Environmental Protection Agency, EPA, on November 14, 2019. Public comments regarding the listing will be received until December 28, 2019. Department of Transportation, DOT, Environmental Resources Manager, Kenneth Brink, Department of Transportation, DOT, provided an update on the Highway 2 bridge project, which would consist of constructing two overflow bridges across Highway 2 that measure 40 feet wide by 1,100 feet long. The project includes moving the levee on the Missouri River so it is straight across Highway 2. The first overflow bridge is scheduled to be in place by March 1st, 2020, and construction will not stop traffic between Iowa and Nebraska. Department of Agriculture and Land Stewardship, DALS. Water Resources Bureau Chief Jake Hansen, DALS, reported that the sign-up for the cover crop 
cost share incentive, which is part of the Water Quality Initiative, WQI, was very positive. However, cold and wet weather conditions have prevented several farmers from planting cover crops in 2019. Farmers can obtain cost-sharing funding from the DALS for planting cover crops through local soil and water conservation districts. First-time cover crop users are eligible for $25 per acre and continuing users are eligible for $15 per acre for up to 160 acres. As of December 1, 2019, 58 of the 100 soil and water conservation districts had completed the allocation of $2 million for the cover crop's cost share. Chief Hansen also reported that 30 applications were received for urban conservation projects funded by the WQI. Projects will be reviewed and funding will be awarded by the department with a beginning project date of April 1, 2020. National Weather Service Senior Service Hydrologist Jeff Zog, National Weather Service discussed weather conditions for winter and spring. Precipitation is expected to be higher than average beginning in 2020 and there will be a risk for spring flooding. Iowa Watershed Project. Professor Larry Weber, University of Iowa, and Special Projects Manager Jeff Gerritz, Iowa Economic Development Authority, provided an update on the disaster resilience grant for Iowa Watershed Approach, which was awarded by the Federal Department of Housing and Urban Development, HUD. The Iowa Watershed Approach is a collaborative project that includes participation from local, state, federal, and private organizations to address factors that contribute to floods and nutrient flows. The approach is implementing principles from the nutrient reduction strategy. Urban projects in Dubuque and Storm Lake have been implemented with a final completion date of September 2021. Water Planning Advisory Council, WPAC. WPAC Chairman John Whitaker discussed the 2019 annual report from the WPAC. The report recommendations include Water Management Authority, WMI, monitoring activities should be integrated into applications for new watershed projects. Officers of the WPAC and ex officio members will present an annual report to the legislators and report back comments to the WPAC. Funding consideration should be given to projects that have demonstrated sufficient involvement of partners within a watershed project. Effective long-term watershed projects will improve if the watershed conditions receive full salaries and benefits from the state. Broader public involvement beyond WMA members and agencies should be encouraged to evaluate the cost-slash-benefit ratio of flood protection. Congress should authorize the Army Corps of Engineers to incorporate water quality and flood mitigation practices to accelerate the adoption of new research and data into practice. Resources should be dedicated for a data analytic staff position at the Iowa Nutrient Research Center and the Iowa Flood Center. New data and recommendations from all existing efforts should be incorporated into future policy recommendations, and policy should be reviewed to identify legal and financial barriers such as land purchases and recommendations should be issued to remediate those barriers. Natural Resources Conservation Service, NRCS. Kurt Simon, State Conservationist, of the Iowa NRCS reported that the Iowa NRCS received $36 million in funding for the Emergency Watershed Protection Program floodplain easement. The program is designed to restore land to its natural condition, including permanent easements on floodplain land. 
There were 393 farms that cover 40,000 acres that applied for funding this year, and the applications will be evaluated and ranked to see which farms receive funding. The time and location of the next meeting are to be determined. The LSA staff contacts for this fiscal update are Rodrigo Acevedo, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6764, and Deb Kozell, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6767. Fiscal Update. Fiscal Services Division, December 18, 2019. School Budget Review Committee, December 2019. The School Budget Review Committee, SBRC, met on December 17, 2019. Transportation Assistance. The SBRC approved the distribution of $14,200 in transportation assistance funds to 14 school districts. Funding comes from the sale of specialty education license plates. Supplementary weighting. The SBRC approved supplementary weightings for school districts for the 2019-2020 school year. The weightings will be included in the fiscal year 2021 school budget aid and levy. Excess limited English proficiency costs. The SBRC approved all eligible districts except Waterloo Community School District making a request for a modified supplemental amount MSA. Waterloo School District's request will be addressed at a future SBRC meeting. Special Education Balances The SBRC approved two items for special education balances. Approval that no deductions be made from school district budgets for excess special education support services fund balances in the AEAs due to no balances exceeding 10% and approval for all districts requesting an MSA for excess special education costs for fiscal year 2019. The total being requested by districts is estimated to be $143 million, an increase of $16.6 million from fiscal year 2018. Special education weightings. Every two years, the SBRC has the authority to alter the three levels of special education weightings under Iowa Code Section 256B.9. The last time the SBRC changed the weighting levels was in fiscal year 2003. The SBRC approved the recommendation of the Director of the Department of Education, DE, to not change the special education weighting levels. Various school districts. The SBRC approved several MSAs for school districts for hazard abatement requests. Additional information on each district and other board actions will be available at the School Budget Review Committee hearing information page. Mormon Trail Community School District. The SBRC approved the recommendation of the Certificate of Need Task Force and approved a Certificate of Need, CON, for the Mormon Trail Community School District to use its Secure and Advanced Vision for Education, or SAVE, receipts and balances for $2.1 million to construct an addition onto the current elementary building in order to provide PK through 12 on one campus. Under Iowa Code Section 423F.3, school districts with a total enrollment of fewer than 250 students or a High school equivalent of fewer than 100 students must apply for a CON from the Department for Expenditure of SAVE funds for new construction. Green Hills Area Education Agency, AEA. The SBRC approved the corrective action plan provided by the AEA to prevent late filings for financial reports by the date or dates prescribed by the DE. Bettendorf Community School District. The SBRC tabled a request by the school district 
to transfer $312,000 from the district's general fund and approve an MSA for costs contributing to the construction of a new school building until the next SBRC meeting. North Scott Community School District. The SBRC approved the transfer of $229,400 from the school district's general fund to the district's student construction enterprise fund and approved the MSA up to the amount of $229,400. South Hamilton Community School District. The SBRC approved the corrective action plan provided by the district due to the district's negative unspent balance for fiscal year 2019 and approved an MSA in the amount of $207,300. Davenport Community School District. The SBRC received the corrective action by the school district due to the negative unspent balance for fiscal year 2019. The district has maintained a negative unspent balance for the last four fiscal years. Under the district's two-year plan, the district will not have a positive unspent balance until fiscal year 2021. The SBRC tabled the district's request for an MSA in the amount of $13.4 million until the next SBRC meeting. The next meeting of the SBRC will be held on January 28, 2020. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Mike Guanci, Legislative Analyst 1 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-1286. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 18, 2019, Governor's Fiscal Year 2021 Budget Hearing. Required Hearing. Governor Kim Reynolds held a public budget hearing on December 17, 2019 with Lieutenant Governor Adam Gregg and the Director of the Department of Management, Dave Roderer, attending. Presentations. Governor Reynolds received presentations from individuals representing various organizations and provided comments. The general topics presented included mental health, animal health infrastructure, water trails, internship programs, Future Ready Iowa, renewable fuels infrastructure, infrastructure program, tax reductions and tax credit programs, occupational licensing, cybersecurity, criminal justice reform, water and soil conservation, income tax conforming changes, child care, housing needs, rural water, general education development or GED programs, home health care, workforce issues, and Medicaid funding for skilled nursing. The LSA staff contacts for this fiscal update are Ron Robinson, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6256, and Dave Reynolds, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6934. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 18, 2019. Environmental Protection Commission, December 2019. The Environmental Protection Commission met on December 17, 2019. 2019 in Des Moines. Easy Air. Ed Tormey, Division Administrator of the Environmental Services Division of the Department of Natural Resources, DNR, updated the Commission on the Easy Air Electronic Permit Application System. Legislation. The DNR Director Kayla Lyon stated that the department has no proposed legislation for the 2020 legislative session. Field Services Bureau. Jason Marcel, Field Services Bureau Chief, screened a video presentation of the Bureau and the diverse duties of its six field offices. 
rulemakings. The commission approved an amendment to Iowa Administrative Code Chapter 65, changing the definition of, quote, common ownership. Clean Water Revolving Fund. Teresa Enright, State Revolving Fund Coordinator, presented an update on the intended use plan after public comment. Environmental Management System. The Commission received the Environmental Management System EMS Annual Report. The EMS program provides an opportunity for solid waste planning areas and permitted facility service areas to employ a framework of responsible environmental management initiatives. Contracts approved. The Commission approved the Yellow River Headquarters Water Quality Project. The funding will work to carry out goals of the Yellow River Headwaters Watershed management plan. The next meeting will be January 22nd, 2020 in Des Moines. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Rodrigo Acevedo, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6764. Fiscal update, Fiscal Services Division, December 19th, 2019. Empower Rural Iowa Initiative meeting, December 2019. The Empower Rural Iowa Initiative met on December 18th, 2019 in Perry. Governor Kim Reynolds discussed the importance of the initiative to expand and revitalize rural Iowa. Recommendations. The following recommendations were presented and approved by the initiative's executive committee. Investing in Rural Iowa Task Force Housing. Assist rural Iowa communities in obtaining housing needs assessments. Reform the workforce housing tax credit to make it more competitive and dedicate additional resources to the rural set-aside. Growing Rural Iowa Task Force leadership, create an empowered rural communities recognition program, and create leadership pathways for recognized empowered rural communities. Connecting Rural Iowa Task Force Financing. Optimize the existing broadband grant program to ensure state funding stretches as far as possible and identify a consistent source of funding for the broadband grant program. For additional information on the Empower Rural Iowa Initiative recommendations, refer to the initial recommendations summary report. The LSA staff contacts for this fiscal update are Deb Kozell, Senior Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6767 and Rodrigo Acevedo, Legislative Analyst with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6764. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 19, 2019. Child Care Assistance Forecasting Group, December 2019. Forecasting Group, staff from the Department of Management DOM, the Department of Human Services, DHS, and the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency, LSA, met on December 19, 2019 to discuss the Child Care Assistance, CCA, program's estimated fiscal year 2020 and fiscal year 2021 expenditures. The forecasting group is established in Iowa Code Section 234.47 to discuss revenues and expenditures and agree on an estimate for the current and upcoming fiscal years. Fiscal year 2020. The forecasting group estimated that CCA will have a fiscal year 2020 ending balance of $25.4 million. The fiscal year 2020 revenue estimate also includes some redistributed matching funds from the Child Care Development Fund, CCDF, for federal fiscal year 2019 that were received in state fiscal year 2020. These redistribution funds are not included in the fiscal year 2021 revenue baseline. Although it is still early in the fiscal year, the number of regular CCA cases is lower than when fiscal year 
year 2019 ended. Additionally, the number of children receiving services through the Promise Jobs eligibility segment has started increasing, corresponding with overall cases in the Family Investment Program, or FIP. The federal appropriation language around the Child Care and Development Block Grant, CCDBG, funds require the increased funding to supplement, not supplant, state funding of CCA programs. The Administration for Children and Families, ACF, Office of Child Care, considers a state to have satisfied the, quote, supplement, not supplant, plant, end quote, requirement if the state has not made administrative or legislative changes to reduce the amount of general revenue funds for child care assistance to low-income families below the amount the state would have spent under state law and policies in place on the date of enactment of the Consolidated Appropriations Act of 2018, March 23, 2018. Fiscal year 2021, the consensus estimated need for fiscal year 2021 is $3.4 million before applying the carry forward from the previous fiscal year. Once the projected fiscal year 2020 surplus is utilized, there is a projected surplus of $22 million. Regarding the fiscal year 2021 projection, there was an adjustment in the CCA Plus eligibility assumptions. As reported in a previous fiscal update article, the state is on a corrective action plan for some program policy items that will affect overall program expenditures beginning in fiscal year 2021 beyond regular enrollment growth and cost per case increases. The most significant area where Iowa is out of compliance with federal regulation is in Iowa's 12-month eligibility limit on CCA+, whereas the final federal rule requires perpetual funding as long as a family is below an established exit eligibility ceiling. As part of the fiscal year 2021 department request, the DHS is proposing to change the CCA plus component to include continuous eligibility as long as a family's income remains below 185% of the federal poverty level. This change is estimated to cover 80% of the children currently eligible under CCA plus. The forecast incorporates this policy change. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Kent Ohms, Legislative Analyst 3, with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2200. To see the chart that accompanies this article, go to the Iowa General Assembly website at www.legis.iowa.gov. Click on the Publications tab, then click on Fiscal Analysis in the gray area to the left. Next, under the heading Fiscal Publications, click on Fiscal Update and go to the PDF titled... Child Care Assistance Forecasting Group, December 2019. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 19, 2019. Adoption Subsidy Forecasting Group, December 2019. Forecasting Group. Staff members from the Department of Management, DOM, the Department of Human Services, DHS, and the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency, LSA, met on December 19, 2019 to discuss the Adoption Subsidy Program, Caseload Growth and Expenditures for Fiscal Year 2020 and Fiscal Year 2021. The Forecasting Group is established in Iowa Code Section 234.47 to discuss expenditures and agree on a consensus estimate for the current and upcoming fiscal years. Adoption subsidy projections. The current estimate of the adoption subsidy program utilizing the status quo general fund appropriation is an estimated ending surplus of $1.1 million for fiscal year 2020 
an estimated surplus of $1.6 million in fiscal year 2021. Under current law, these funds will be carried forward for reinvestment savings expenditures in fiscal year 2020. The percent of children eligible for funding under Title IV-E continues to increase, and an increase in the regular Federal Medical Assistance Percentage, FMAP, rate also contributes to the surplus in fiscal year 2021. Reinvestment savings. The DHS current reinvestment Investment obligation from FFY 2015 to FFY 2020 is estimated to total $14.4 million. Current reinvestment spending through state fiscal year 2021 is estimated to total $5.5 million. Most of the expenditures to date have been for the Treatment Outcome Package, or TOP, tool. In addition, the DHS anticipates incurring expenses for the subsidized guardianship program. After accounting for that spending, there would remain a current estimated obligation of $8.9 million. Utilizing the forecasted surpluses to offset part of this and including an estimate of the succeeding federal fiscal year reinvestment obligation, there is a current unfunded liability estimated at $6.2 million. The DHS is continuing to develop ideas that could address the current obligation. Services must have been started after FFY 2016 to qualify as new reinvestment expenditures, and some of the one-time expenditures used to implement the Federal Families First Prevention Services Act could qualify. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Kent Ohms, Legislative Analyst 3 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-725-2200. Fiscal Update, Fiscal Services Division, December 30th, 2019. Executive Council Meeting, December 23rd, 2019. The Executive Council met on Monday, December 23rd, 2019. The following are highlighted agenda items approved by the Council. The Council approved a request from the Attorney General's office for the payment of expenses in the amount of approximately $18,000 pursuant to Iowa Code Section 7D.10. The Council approved a request from the Attorney General's office for the retention of outside counsel pursuant to Iowa Code Section 13.3 subsection 1 in Melody Colvin v. Woodward Resource Center, State of Iowa, and Second Injury Fund of Iowa, a workers' compensation case filed by a state employee. The Council approved two Department of Natural Resources leases in the amount of $1,500 for the purposes of space and storage for dock management and boat harbors. The Council approved an emergency allocation and reimbursement request from the Department of Corrections for approximately $22,000. The request is to cover ceiling infrastructure repair costs from August 2019. And the Council approved the payment of cost items in the amount of approximately $396,000. The LSA staff contact for this fiscal update is Angel Banks Adams, Legislative Analyst 2 with the Fiscal Services Division of the Legislative Services Agency at 515-281-6301.